Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rock For Him Podcast. This is number five. We're so excited today. Scott, how's it going, man? I'm doing well. Excited for tonight. Me too. Jason, how you feeling, man? Unbelievably well today. The Lord is good. So, Amen. I'm praying for you. Thank you. So let's kick it off. Uh, our guest tonight is none other than Dusty Ballard, also known as Dusty Bones. Dusty, how's it going, man? Good. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, Want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I live in Bay City, uh, just outside of Bay City, Michigan, and call Colin. And uh, married, got two kids, and uh, I pastor this small church that I'm in right here. And uh, I play music. So, uh, when did you start playing music, or what uh, what inspired you to become an artist? Well, my grandfather was a musician. My dad was a musician. My older brothers learned, and then uh, my older brother. Uh, Jimbo taught me when I was about 13. I started playing in church with my dad. And um, we started, while all my friends were learning Metallica and learning riffs on the electric guitars, I was writing songs on the acoustic. And so my brother and I started a band with my cousin. And we would sit around a, a tape recorder and just write songs and record them. And then as we got older, uh, my lifelong friend Gary joined in and we started throwing parties because we weren't very good. So we would have a captive audience. And uh, one thing led to another. We ended up at the bar scene like most bands. And finally, later on, I had gotten married and uh, sick of the bar life. So my wife and I started going back to church. Long story short, I became the pastor of the church I grew up in and wow. changed the music to be for the Lord. Oh, that's great. So, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious being what your name is, but how'd you come up with the name of, of the band? When we were young, uh, we started out, we were the starving artists. My, my brothers, my little brother, Pepe, uh, joined us on drums. Yeah. And we were the, the starving artists, or TSA for short. When I decided to change up, start doing music for God, uh, we changed the name to, we were like, we wanted to stay TSA. And it was like the first thing that popped in our head was the, the Savior's Army. So we did that for the last, what, 15 years. And then... Uh, I decided to go solo again because the, the band had kind of just wanted a break. And um, the, the, the story of how I got the name is kind of quite funny. Jeremy would probably appreciate it. When we were kids, we had the old WrestleMania game on the Nintendo 64 where you could create characters. Yep. Um, all my cousins were big and I was 150 pounds. So when we were coming up with names, they looked at me and said, Dusty Bones. <laughs> It just stopped. So when I started doing music, that it was, it was natural, I guess. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about your uh, salvation story, your testimony? Um, well, I, I grew up in the church. Uh, my dad led worship um, for a long time. In fact, uh, this is the church I grew up in right here. And uh, I got away from it. When I was a teenager, got into partying, drugs, alcohol, got into the bar scene and um, really drifted. And as I said earlier, my wife and I, uh, when we had our our daughter, we decided to quit drinking and quit doing drugs together for our daughter. So we came back to the church here and 
we started really getting on fire for God, started studying, going to different church meetings and groups and revivals and um, wherever we could, you know, um, get a fix to use our old addict adage. Um, and as, as we progressed, I, I just really realized that even though I had gr- grown up in the church, I had never really given myself to, to God. So I don't know when that exact moment was. Like I said, I, I grew up here. Um, but when I was in my late 20s, I really rededicated myself to the Lord to the point where I even got rebaptized. And uh, my my great uncle was the pastor of this church. And little did I know that he had a secret plan that I fought every step of the way. And he would ask me to give, give my testimony at church. It became more and more frequent till finally I told him, you know, it's the same people. They've all heard it. He said, well, just talk about whatever's on your heart. So I would do that. It came, became more and more frequent. And we had two pastors at the time. He said, well, I'm not going to preach anymore. You're going to take my spot. I was like, whoa, I don't know about that. And so I would challenge God and I would come to the church and I would literally open my Bible and I'd say, okay, God, if this is what you want for me, I'm going to open my mouth and you fill it. And without exception every single week without fail he would fill my mouth and i would go over my time and uh you know with two seasoned pastors you know hanging on my every word but uh before i did that for a while and then they said well this year or this time next year we're going to put it in for your ordination and you're gonna have to preach in front of a room full of pastors mm. and then it really started becoming real and i really struggled with it because of my past and people were gossiping about me saying I was still partying on Saturday and being all holy holier than thou on Sunday and and I really struggled with it until my my pastor came to me and said he said well God picks from the bottom of the barrel and I was like well gee thanks but then, <laughs> he said but God knows the truth it doesn't matter what anybody thinks God knows the truth and he chose you for a reason mm. and I was playing my first show as a quote unquote, Christian artist for the CMA Christian, Christian motorcycle association, um, the next town over Saginaw. And, um, I was sitting backstage and there was a guy sitting next to me and he was your stereotypical biker, you know, long beard, had his cut on tattoos, tuning his base up. And, uh, somebody came up to him and said, excuse me, pastor, so-and-so. And I said, pastor. And he just chuckled. And he said, I get that a lot. And then he said something that changed my entire life. He said, but I can reach somebody that a guy in a suit and tie will never be able to reach and light bulb. Yep. Absolutely. I said, all right, God, now I understand what you want from me. So I went back to the pastors here and I said, okay, I'm going to go through with this under one condition. And they're like, what's that? I said, I'm not going to wear a tie. (laughs) And they said, (laughs) after a little while, my, my alcoholic brother called me and said, I'm going to do what you're doing. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, um, I talked to the pastors and I'm going to train to be a pastor too. Mm. And now my brother's my co-pastor, uh, my bass player. Well, he's retired now, but he's been my bass player and uh, my best friend since birth. And now we run this church together. Nice. That's great. Man, I think we could stop right now. I mean, that's, <laughs> right? that's great. I, those are the best stories to hear because uh, somewhere along the lines uh People look on the Christian realm or the church realm as people who are high and mighty and perfect lives or something like that. And 
anybody who's listened, uh, there's stories like that all over. Uh, Jesus can grab a hold or choose anyone. Don't let people tell you differently. Uh, so thanks for sharing that. Uh, I guess uh, it, back to music, kind of because we're rock for him. But uh, who who would you say your influences are, like like uh, lyric lyrically and musically? Um, yeah. First, I gotta give credit to my dad, of course, and because um, I wouldn't be playing at all if it weren't for him and my brothers. But as far as artists. I grew up a metalhead. When I was a, in junior high and high school, you didn't admit you liked anything but metal or you'd get beat up. Not ah. really. You get picked <laughs> on. And you had to like, you know, real metal. You can't like the the, the chick metal, what they called back then. You know, like, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I grew up in Metallica, Pantera, all that stuff. So that's always a big influence. And when my wife and I turned our lives around, I discovered uh, Skillet, you know, before they blew up Pillar. Um Disciple. Disciple's probably one of my biggest influences. Um, on the softer side, of, of course, Tom Petty's probably one of my single-handed biggest influences. Uh, uh, Mellencamp, um, Johnny Cash, of course. Need to Breathe is a big one. I love Roots music, rock. Um, you probably hear that in a lot of my music. Anything blues I like. So we were uh, sent a question by a listener to ask you what was okay. the last concert that you paid to go and see and part two to that is living or dead doesn't matter if you had the chance who would you go to pay to see now last one i paid to see um it's been a little while um i'd probably have to say disciple or seventh day slumber i don't think i paid though i think i got invited as a as a guest to, um by the people that were promoting the show oh, nice. um, i know seventh day slumber was one of the more recent ones disciple i think disciples on that show and uh spoken was there i believe other than that uh i went to a need to breathe and switch foot show uh, a few years ago actually I, I i scratched that i just remembered uh, a couple months ago i went and seen megadeth uh with my my old crew uh, that I, and, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people would say, oh, you want to see Megadeth? But it, it was a, a band I grew up with, with, with my, with more of a day with my old, my old bros. And, um, you know, Dave's supposedly a Christian now. And uh, anyway, that, that was it. That was the last concert I went and seen was, was Megadeth. What's your favorite song you wrote or sang and why? Um, that's a tough one. Um. Really quick, though, I wanted to uh, hit the second half of that other question. Pink Floyd, hands down, would be the one I'd want to see. My favorite song to play when I, I mean, obviously, I love my own songs, but um, when I went through what I went through with my daughter, we went through uh, a very hard time with uh, attempted suicides and everything. God used uh, my chains are gone through that time. And as Jerry probably knows, uh, we've been friends for a while. I, I end every show with my chains are gone, whether I'm at a bar, at a festival, or, or a punk rock show. It's always Amazing Grace. So I, I'll, I'll say that one. And it always seems to, to bring the house down to tears when you do it, too. Awesome. I know it did the last time I heard you sing it. So. <laughs> So uh, 
maybe tell us some past uh, concerts you've had and maybe some that are up and coming. I know we're going to see you in Clio a few times through the summer up at the Pine Hills. Yeah, I, um, I took the, the winter off. I've been working on my house and um, I kind of told God, I said, I'm going to ease back a little bit. I'm only going to do the shows that come to me. I'm going to, those are the ones you're sending me. And then the calls started coming in. So um, the festivals are starting to call. And um, this Friday, I'll be in Midland at the Live Oak Coffee House at seven o'clock, um, which I'm pretty excited about because uh, it's a very intimate venue and I like those. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, I'll be at Sucker Fest in, in Omer um, fishing tournament. And um, then back to BMO's here in Bay City. I'm trying to book a few uh, close shows while, uh, while I'm kind of addressing some, some life stuff. Um, and then the festivals this summer. Nice. nice. So is there any plans here in the future? I know you said you got a few festivals, but, uh, is there any place that you would really love to play? Like if they called and said, we want you here, you would drop everything. Be like, I'm there. Well, if you know me, that's every show. <laughs> so I've always made a deal with God. I, I pass through the church, so my my tithe and my offering is always in the gas tank. I tell God, send me where you want me. And whether it's a tiny little church, whether it's a homeless shelter, or whether it's a big ticket festival or, or um, whatever, I'd love to go to Kingdom Come. I was supposed to be there um, a couple summers ago, and then COVID uh, wrecked that opportunity, so... Um, I'd like to go back there. I've heard it's a it's a good time. There's a lot of cool people down there. Um, unfortunately, when you're a solo artist, it's it's kind of hard to get put on a lot of bills. Um, people think that you're going to be, you know, just quiet and boring. And um, I always call it you're always the bridesmaid, never the bride when you're a solo artist. Uh, because you it doesn't matter how good you are unless you're famous. You're always going to be on at noon. <laughs> and, uh. So, uh, which is fine, but, um, I'd love to go to kingdom comma, uh, but it, as far as venues, I, I, I love to play anywhere. And a lot of time it's the place places where people really need it is it makes the, the best shows. Um, we used to do the, I used to do the homeless shelter here in Bay city once a month. And, um, I've had so many memories there that would out shine in my mind, a big show because of the um the god moments mm-hmm. so I, I can't really narrow it down you know just anywhere gotcha that's sweet man that was your heart so if you could play with anybody alive or dead who would you who would you play with and why definitely not noah tatum <laughs> <laughs> we love you noah <laughs> <laughs> For the other guys, that's that's my partner. I travel with. We, we okay. do shows. Um, um, who would I play with? Uh, I'd love to open up for for uh, uh, Marty Ray or Need to Breathe. I don't know if you guys know Marty Ray. He's got a big beard like me, and yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be careful because I don't want to come across in a funny way. But there's a lot of stuff going on in in the Christian world that that I'm just kind of starting to veer away from so I, a lot of the artists i would have once wanted to play with i don't anymore mm-hmm. and uh 
but uh, I always love to play with my brother, Matt Moore. Um, we need more, you know, if there's anybody watching this or, or listening to this um, in the coming days, we need more Christian bands in Michigan. I just made a post today. Where, where are they all at? There's all the, all the young ones coming up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we definitely need a revival of, of that. There's mm-hmm. literally nobody, you, Noah, and, and Matt Moore are pretty much it, you know? We got uh, one true king. Oh, yeah, I forgot a king. There yeah. you go. Sorry, John. <laughs> what to work on that? Weren't they just on your show, Jeremy? What's that? Weren't they just on your show? Yeah, yeah I know. I didn't, I didn't get to listen yet. Yeah, it, it's out now, so go ahead and listen. Awesome. It's pretty much available anywhere, so anywhere you want to yeah. watch it. iTunes, Spotify. Sorry, I had to <laughs> throw out <laughs> <on> the plug. <laughs> so, uh, couldn't we expect any new music coming out? Can you share anything on that? or? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm getting ready to release my new single, Breathe. Um, uh, two summers ago, I had a heart attack. Almost died. I was having a heart attack for two days. And um, not to get all um, you know dreary on you, but while I was in the hospital, tree fell on our house. And we had to gut our house and live in the church basement for five months. So it was a bad time. And uh, so I sat here in this room right here and, and wrote songs. And Breathe was one of those songs right after my heart attack. And um, we're, we just got drums on it. So uh, I think we got to put lead guitar on it and maybe some backups and, and mix and master it. But I got at the official studio, I got 18 songs in the works. Oh, wow. Nice. My cousin Jesse and I um, have been, we dug out our, I told you earlier about our, we used to sit around the tape recorder. Well, we dug out our, our tape archive and I've been digitizing them and, so we've been recording those here, these songs that are 20, 30 years old and reviving them. Some mm-hmm. of them have some of them mellow, some of them corny love songs. We, we just decided to do them all and uh, we're having a blast doing it. A lot of reminiscing, but I think we got about 20 songs started right now. And our list is up, upwards of 130 songs that from, from our tapes that we're, we're digging out. So wow. uh, we're just going to keep recording. Good for you. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna release that under the old original name, the Starving Artists, and um, probably make like a separate page and everything for it. Nice. So then we may have to bring you back on as a starving artist. You know, hey, check these guys out. (laughs) So if you could, we, we we've been getting messages from people that are starting to watch the show and listen to the show, and they're like man, we're so glad that you are introducing us to all these bands that we didn't know about before. So to those people out there who don't know who you are, is there anything that you would want to say to them that could help them to get to know you and get to know their music? Is there anything about you that you want them to know? Um, I mean, other than, than my life, you know, not to sound overly cliche, but my life, my breath, my everything is is Jesus, and Amen. all of my songs are you know technically about that. Um, my writing is always geared towards life situations, problems, um, the hard stuff that a lot of Christian artists won't talk about. Um, I sing about addiction. I, I sing about depression, anxiety, 
um, struggles, um, going through pain, you know, cause I've, I've been through my share and uh, I think people need something to relate to, you know, there's plenty of positive stuff on, on Christian radio, which is, you know, always needed, but people also need to know other Christians struggle that absolutely Christian artists struggle and, um, that it's okay to struggle and that it's okay to look at your brother or sister in Christ and say, I'm struggling. So many times in churches today, we're so afraid. We're so afraid to, to let our problems be known because the church wants to tell us if, if you have problems or issues, then you're not blessed or you're not praying hard enough. You don't hard enough. You don't have enough faith. When Jesus said in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. So he promises us you're going to have trouble. So if we can't turn to our brothers and sisters and, and, you know, say, Hey, I'm struggling. Then everybody just ends up putting on a face and putting up a front. And, and I think that's a lot of the sickness that's plaguing the church today is everybody's no, so fake. Um, and by fake, I don't mean disingenuous. I, I just mean that they're putting on a mask because they're hiding all their, all their imperfections. So if, if people, you know, they want to know about me and my, and my music, I like to keep it real. And um, that's my goal is this is who I am. Um, the good, the bad, the, the ugly, whatever it is, I, I try to sing about personal experience and I sing about um, whatever just comes to the heart. Yeah. That's you, great. Had, you had mentioned earlier, and I don't want to get too deep into this. Uh, so I'm sure it's painful, but you had mentioned uh, that your daughter had attempted suicide at one point. Um, this, this is something that all of us here on the show really care about is just the ministry of reaching out to people that are hurting, that are in pain. And that, that's one of the things that we talk about on every single show, whether it's our daily music show or here on the podcast is reaching out to people. You know, if someone needs help, you know, send us a message and we'll contact you and talk to you. And in your case, how did your family get through that? How, you know, what was it that helped your daughter? Um, it, it's kind of amazing story. I, you know, I, I tell it everywhere I go. Um, you know, when I, when I go do shows, I, I often share, you know, our, our pain, my family's pain to relate with people. And um, I was on tour 2014 uh, with uh, my friend Noah's old band. And um, just to make it quick, because it's a long story, we were on tour and the last night of the tour, I got a call from my wife that my daughter had taken a bottle of pills and she had been dealing with depression um, pretty heavily due to a chain of deaths in her family, young deaths. And um, we were stuck in a blizzard in Indiana and we couldn't get home. And my, my daughter, they didn't know if she was going to make it through the night. Mm. And I ran into the, the RV and I just lost it. Nobody knew what was going on because I couldn't even tell anybody. I was just, I was out of it. Um, so anyway, we ended up getting a hotel because it was so cold that night. And I sat out in that RV all night and, and I really had it out with God. You know, I said, how could you let this happen? 
I've been pastoring the church. I've been doing everything you've asked me to do. I've sacrificed so much. I, I run up and down these roads. I, I never charge for shows. I always put myself out there. I always do everything you ask and more. How could you let this happen to us? And I remembered a sermon that um, the drummer from the other band had preached a couple of days earlier that we're to love God so much that the love for our family seems like hate in comparison. He said, it's when, like when you're driving down the highway and a car passes you and you say it passed me like I was standing still. It was comparative language. So I, I, I said, okay, God, if that's what you're trying to tell me, I said, she's yours. I'm just a steward for 18 years or, you know, nowadays, maybe 30. Um, but I'm just a steward. I'm, she belongs to you. You do with her as you will. I'm just going to put it in your hands tonight. And uh, we had one church to stop at in the morning, and, and we honored that. They all you know, wanted to rush me home. I said, no. I said, it's in God's hands. We're going to go and worship at this church. And we did. And it took us 10 hours to get from uh, northern Indiana to Detroit. That's how bad it was out driving an RV, driving music equipment behind us. And I made it home to Saginaw in about two and a half hours. And um, after being on the road for two weeks, I slept on one of those little uncomfortable love seats in the hospital for a couple of days. My wife and I went home. We, uh, they took my daughter. The state stepped in, of course. They took her off to mental health. She survived, obviously. We found out three of the five nurses were Christian and had been praying with her. Mm. A guy from Africa stepped in while we were there, full African garb, and said, can I pray with you? He didn't even know what was going on. And um, anyway, um, my wife and I had the hardest year of our marriage that year, you know, trying to find a balance between being good parents and pushing my daughter over the edge. And uh, we had to hide every knife, every fork, every, you know, razor blade, every pill, every aspirin, everything. And there's no greater horror as a parent waking up at three o'clock in the morning and seeing the bathroom light on and asking yourself, is this it? Mm -hmm. Walking into bloodbath, basically. It happened several times. Um, but anyway, um, so we fought and we fought and we fought. And uh, two days before Thanksgiving, um, my wife came to me after almost 15 years and said, I'm two weeks late. And we were like, right now, are you kidding me, God? Right now, in the midst of all this stuff going on. So I went and I bought her a pregnancy test. So we had to know. She's reading the instructions because it's been 15 years. And I get a call again. My daughter was at a party we didn't know she was at and was held down and raped on top of everything else. Mm. And we were like, really, God? And uh, so I, I left my wife there. I picked up my daughter, filed a police report, took her to the hospital where we were there all night. We didn't get home till about 8 o'clock in the morning. We crashed out the entire day. And when we woke up, my wife still had this test looming, which my daughter had no idea. She went in and took the test. And right there in God's timing and the moment she needed it most, he answered her 15-year prayer of a baby sister. Mm. And, uh, you know, when I tell this story, when I travel, I always say that we named her Eliza, which means God is faithful. That baby saved my daughter's life. Uh, Amen. She, 
she fought, but she did better. And every time she struggles, the thought of her little sister helps her. Um, Eliza's now six years old. My daughter just went through another rough, rough patch this year that we haven't really told anybody about. Um, and she kind of had a, a moment, come to Jesus moment, and God pulled her out of it yet again. Yeah. So back to your original question, what brings us through? Um, I would have to say 100 percent. Uh, Jesus. I know that sounds cliche, but it's the absolute truth. When we couldn't walk, he carried us. Mm. And uh, as I said, you know, we, we, when I had a heart attack and we lost our house for almost a year and uh, we lived out of garbage bags and, and everything else, it was the same thing. We, we, just depended on him every day. And, you know, he taught us through that summer that you can take away everything that's life has to offer. You can pack it all in your garage to where you can't have it. And everything's still okay. It was me, my wife, and the little one, my daughter went and stayed at, at her cousin's house. And, and he taught us to get close to him again. He taught us to depend on him even more and, and that we don't need the stuff of this world out, you know, it's nothing wrong with it. We, we enjoy it, but you can take it away and we're still okay. Mm. And I know I'm rambling. So no, uh, no brother, man. Dude, it, it, it's good, man. Well, you know, no one's going to watch and say, man, he never shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> that will that turn it off. We want to hear it, <laughs> but uh, no, you know, I just, I want to thank you for that story that, uh, you know, that's the stuff that people that watch this show and listen to this show, that's what they need to hear. The, the pain that your family is going through and has gone through, Christ is bringing you through that. He is your strength. So as we're getting ready to wrap up the show, one of the huge things that we do here that is a blessing to us is to pray for you guys, for the artists that we have on. So I would like to pray for you, your daughter, your wife, well, both your daughters. And of course, pray for my brothers here. And again, I, I, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Honestly, I know I could hear the emotion in your voice and I appreciated it. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm okay, going to pray. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm just somebody came in the door. I'm just seeing who it was. But I'm listening. All right. Great and Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for bringing us all together today and giving us this opportunity to talk to our brother Dusty. I ask that you watch over him and his family and just put a special hedge of protection around his daughter. Lord, you know the struggles that she's having. Just give her a sense of peace and comfort. Lord, strengthen Dusty and his wife. Lord, help them to parent her and parent their other daughter. Give them strength. Give them confidence. Just give them the right words to say. Lord, we thank you for the blessings that you have given them, and we thank you that you brought their daughter through. I'm so appreciative that you brought him here to us today, that we can hear the story. There's so many people out there that are hurting, that are going through the same thing that his daughter is going through. There's families that are going the same thing, that Dusty and his family have gone through. 
and they needed to hear this. So Lord, watch over all of them. And if any of them out there don't know you, let this ministry bring them to you. Lord, you offer salvation that, to those that are hurting. We thank you for that. And we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If all I, right. I, Yo, go ahead. I positive note, she is actively on fire for God right now. So I just amen. wanted to get a little happy ending. Amen. Awesome. That's awesome. I like to hear. All right. Well, as we wrap up the show, Again, I want to thank you so much, Dusty. You know, I'm, I'm relatively new to your music. Jeremy has been sending me your songs. He's like, dude, you got to check this guy out. And I've been listening to it. So I'm relatively new, but I really appreciate your music. I'm digging it. So I I, I'm hoping that anyone out here watching and listening, go in and find this guy. Where can they find you? Like, where online can they get their get your music? Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Spotify. Uh, I separated with... Uh... Raven Faith Records a while back. Awesome people over there. Um, but I had to like start over with all my social media. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I started a new YouTube, a new Spotify, all that stuff. So I could really use the the support um, to kind of get back up there. Because obviously everything in this world now is all dependent on on your social media. Yep. So, so um, what are you on Spotify? Because I was looking you up on there and I wasn't sure there's so many dusty bones on there. It's one word, dusty bones with a Z. Okay. Awesome. Um, and I just, uh, I got a new uh, lyric video for John Revelator on, on my YouTube. Um, I, I and, and if anybody, um, I'd like to throw this in there. If anybody wants to chat or talk, I always answer my messages. So if uh, anybody needs help, wants to pray, needs, is struggling, um, hit me up. Well, thank you again, Dusty. We appreciate you. We love you, brother. And thanks for you know, anytime you want to come on and talk, we are all here for you. Absolutely. Anytime. Appreciate so, that. For Dusty, I'm Sand Shoes. Got my brother Scott. Got my brother Jeremy. We just want to thank you again so much for joining us. We look forward to having you on again. This was a fun interview. I know some of it was heavy, but brother, we love you. So. Until next week, remember, if you're going to rock, rock for him. Have a good night. <laughs>